It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you're indeed Locked On Magic. Today is November 6th, 2018. My name is Phil Prostenreich. I'm the expert insight editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Uh, you can always, of course, follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. On today's episode, we're going to talk all about the Orlando Magic's win. A surprising win. An improbable win. A statistically impossible win. The Magic defeating the Cleveland Cavaliers 102-100. to And this is what it's like on the other side. It's magical, isn't it? That pun was semi-intentional. We'll talk all about that game and what it means for the Orlando Magic here on today's podcast. But before we do any of that, I want to remind you that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. Every team in the NBA is covered just like this one is here with the same alarming intensity and uh, detail that you get from me here on Locked On Magic. Want to hear what the Cavs are thinking after this disastrous defeat for them, plus other alliterations? Check out Locked On Cavaliers. Looking ahead to the the Magic's game against the Pistons on Wednesday and their overtime game against the Miami Heat, check out Locked On Pistons. Locked On NBA has the whole NBA covered as well, so definitely check them out to get your full picture of the NBA schedule and the NBA landscape. To search on iTunes for Locked On and the team you're looking for, it's your team every day. So where to begin with this Orlando Magic win over the Cleveland Cavaliers? Let's start at the end. The Orlando Magic trailing by five points with 47 seconds left. Evan Fournier missing an open three-pointer, a solid look, I thought. And it feeling like the Magic were going to Fall apart here. A nine-point lead at the half or 11-point lead at the half gone in a third quarter that was completely disastrous. We'll talk about that in a minute. And it just looked like the Magic were toast. The Magic just could not muster enough to get themselves back in shape, back in form to win this game. But alas, the Magic were not done. Aaron Gordon rebounding the ball, putting it back in with about 22, 23 seconds left. Magic are down by three. 
So it's simple what has to happen next. The Magic have to foul. The Magic have to get the ball back by whatever means necessary. And so they press. Cleveland, call, uh, I believe Cleveland calls a timeout at this point. No, they don't actually. So the Magic press, and the Cavs try and take the ball out. Orlando's desperately trying to trap and get a steal. They get it to the front court, to Chetty Osman, and Jordan Clarkson starts cutting to the basket. The fatal mistake of greed. Because Chetty Osman tries to feed it to Jordan Clarkson, and from there, DJ Augustin is able to steal it and draws a foul. The absolute worst thing the Cavaliers could do, because no time comes off the clock on a free throw. Augustin makes both free throws, and the Magic, all of a sudden, are down one. About 11, 10 seconds to play now. A little bit more, actually. And so Cleveland calls their timeout now. And they look to inbound the ball. And as they inbound the ball to to Kyle Korver, Evan Fournier and Terrence Ross converge, trapping him at the midcourt line. And the foul is coming, Korver knows it, but Fournier gets a hand on the ball and pokes it loose. Mobamba picks it up, feeds it to Fournier, who's already beginning his run toward the basket, and Fournier draws the foul, gets to the free throw line, splits the free throws. But now it's a different game. Now it's a whole new ball game. About 11, 12 seconds left, and the Magic are tied at 100. Just need one stop, something that it, that had eluded the Magic for a lot of that fourth quarter, actually. As Orlando was trying to get back into the game, trailing by... I think it was nine points in that fourth quarter. As they were trying to get back into the game, George Hill kept attacking and attacking and attacking, exploiting the Magic's sometimes shoddy pick-and-roll defense with DJ Augustin and Evan Fournier, using a one-two pick-and-roll with Rodney Hood that the Magic just would not switch for some reason. Drawing Nikola Vucevic out, creating lanes to find J.R. Smith or Tristan Thompson or whoever, and the Magic were scrambling and couldn't stop it most of the night. And George Hill looked like he had a step on Evan Fournier this time. But Hill went for glory. And Nikola Vucevic was there to meet him. Blocking the shot and knocking it off of Hill out of bounds with one second to play. Magic were down by five with 33 seconds left. 42 seconds left. Now they're tied with the ball and a chance to win with one second left. Steve Clifford draws a fantastic out-of-bounds play. Executed very, very well. Terrence Ross... The first look curls around. He's covered. Evan Fournier takes the Nikola Vucevic screen to, to pop, the pin down screen to pop up to the top of the key. Ball is inbounded to Fournier. Takes takes a squares up. Pump fakes. Gets Chetty Osman in the air. Sidestep dribble inside the three point line. Takes the shot. Ball game. The Orlando Magic defeat the Cleveland Cavaliers one hundred two to one hundred. Euphoria in the Amway Center. A win like Monday's is a big one, and I'll explain why in, in a little bit. It certainly covers up some of the Magic's flaws. It certainly covers up a lot of the flaws within the game, but wins are wins are wins are wins. There were a few people that commented to me, Magic should have won this game by more, and that might have been the case because the first half, the Magic were brilliant. They took an 11-point lead into half. They were dominating the game. The ball was moving freely. It looked just like that game against the Spurs. Orlando did whatever they wanted. They got whatever shot they wanted. They moved the ball freely. They, their defense fed their offense. It was beautiful. It was perfect. It was exactly how the Magic want to play, and they got the reward for it with the big lead. But the Magic are not a team that can coast. 
they got to be sharp and they got to be precise. And if, if they struggle, they got to find a way out of it quick. Because that's what happened in the third quarter. Orlando shooting just 4 of 22 in the third quarter. They score only 12 points. They give up 32. So now their 11-point lead is a 9-point deficit. All in one quarter. And I would say, look, when I watched it in, in real time, I thought Orlando missed some open shots. They missed some opportunities. But really... The team lacked an aggression. You could tell they were pressing a little bit as the shots stopped falling. They were driving looking to pass rather than driving looking to score. The Magic's inability to get to the foul line was more prevalent than ever because those easy points were not there for them to have, even though they ended up shooting 15 free throws in the game, uh, more than Cleveland did. And so those opportunities weren't there to be had, and Orlando just fell further and further into the hole. It fed Cleveland's fast break. Their veteran players... Um, and they were able to, to crack the Magic's defenses as the confidence level wavered. That's really what this game came down to, was confidence level, belief, and, and then eventually fight. The Magic weren't perfect. The Magic are rarely perfect. Magic weren't perfect at all, but they found a way to win. So yeah, there's a lot the Magic need to get, get better at. Cleveland is... They were scrappy. On, on Monday night. Whether they'll be scrappy again, who knows? They're a strange team right now. But the Magic made an impossible comeback. A big comeback. The kind of comebacks that used to happen to, that they used to give up. Hopefully they don't anymore. And it's that kind of comeback that is going to be a big boost to this team's confidence. I'll explain a little bit more about that in a moment. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Berea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Berea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Berea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. But first, let's run through the final box score here as we recap As we recap this game. The Orlando Magic again defeating the Cleveland Cavaliers 102-100. to Evan Fournier, we'll start with him, the hero of the game. Um, he had a, an interesting scoring performance. Really, though, struggled with a shot. I, I, I think it's... Somewhat important to note just how, not bad he was, because I, I don't think he was terrible, but, you know, it, it's going to be easy to say, oh, he was the hero, but not recognize some of the struggles that he had. Evan Fournier finishing 15 points, 5 for 15, shooting 2 for 9 from beyond the arc. Five assists, though, uh, three steals as well. Um, He's getting the shots that he wants. He's he's missing them. Um, He forced some things a little bit, uh, but... Um, you know, it's 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 kind of the same story with Evan Fournier that that he's had. Uh, I thought he really struggled defensively for much of the game too. 
Um, so it just, uh, you know, I think he, Evan even said after the game, you know, I sucked in the third quarter. Um, you know, he puts a lot of pressure on himself. And I think that's really one of the causes of some of the Magic's problems right now, actually. Um, you know, Josh Robinson had an interesting anecdote of after after Sunday's game that Aaron Gordon puts so, a lot of pressure on himself that he takes losses really, really hard still, which which is good. You want that. But when you add that pressure on yourself, sometimes that, that pushes you and forces you to do a little bit too much. The good news is on the Aaron Gordon front is Aaron Gordon is starting to really play, I think, the way the Magic want him to play. 23 points, 9 for 15, shooting 9 rebounds in this game really did a lot of that damage in the first half. Um, but he worked really within the offense. Didn't you know? Didn't stop the ball and isolate. Didn't over-dribble. Uh, worked cuts. Worked the offensive glass. Uh, four offensive rebounds. Just a really good number for him. Uh, and so just generally did uh, a lot. The things the Magic need him to do, and, and and he can score. I mean, he'll score if he does that. He takes the takes three pointers in rhythm off of ball reversals rather than pull ups. Um, you know, he found his mid range game a little bit, but you know, less dribbling, less isoing. That's how Aaron Gordon's going to be successful. And 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 again, second straight game that that happened. Um, the only issue was maybe he was a little too uninvolved in that second half. I think that's a big reason why some of the offense struggled, to be honest. But Gordon's success is part and parcel to the Magic's success. When the Magic offense is working well, Gordon scores. When the Magic offense is not working well, Gordon does not find the ball. So it's something to keep in mind. I think they're really linked uh, as far as style of play more so than, than Gordon and his assertiveness. Other scores of note, Terrence Ross, 15 points, 6 for 14, shooting 3 for 9 from beyond the arc. Uh, you know, just another solid Terrence Ross game. That dude, just he's just working hard. Um, you know, the fans absolutely love him, and there's a good reason why, because he works his butt off. Had a bunch of hustle plays for the Magic again. Uh, really just consistent, reliable offensive option. They can they, If they can get him free and spring him, he'll, he's never afraid to shoot, and he will make more often than he misses, so... Um, you know, really, really good effort from Terrence Ross. I, I, I think that the Magic, again, really pleased with what they're getting from him. Really reliable player off the bench. And he's finishing games. Wesson Wundu is starting them right now for Jonathan Isaac. Um, I don't see that changing. I think the Magic like bringing him off the bench as a six-man. Just that little energy boost that the team needs um, in, in, that, in that moment. Nikola Vucevic, 14 points, 6 for 13, shooting 10 rebounds. Struggled with his post-up game against Tristan Thompson. Really struggled a bit with Tristan Thompson overall. I didn't think he was terrible. Um, he was asked to do a lot defensively. Uh, and he's been generally pretty good defensively, I have to say. So I'm I'm never too upset with him, um, despite what others may say. Um, but uh, I, I really thought that, that Vucevic struggled a bit more uh, on Monday night than the normal. Um, you know, this wasn't the Magic's best game by any stretch of the imagination. But again, made the big plays, made the plays when they counted. Um, stepped up uh, at the end of the game, so can't ask for too much more than that. Orlando ends up shooting 44.8% from the floor, 11 for 34 from beyond the arc, um, 10 offensive rebounds, just uh, 15 turnovers. Turnovers were a big reason why the Magic struggled in that third quarter, scoring only 12 points, giving up 32. Um, Got to be more protective of the ball. I think the one thing that we know about the Magic now through two, through 10 games is they not that they have to be perfect. They don't have to be perfect. Um, but they have to limit their mistakes. Their margin for error is extremely small. Um, they can't just, you know, kind of go into a game, think they can coast, even against a team like Cleveland that's really struggling at 1-9. and nine. Um, They can't coast. They've got to be intense. they got to be uh, focused at all points of the game because that's how they're going to win. And, and obviously when they ratcheted things up, when they really got desperate, when they played with a lot better spirit in that fourth quarter, they gave themselves a chance to win even after a terrible third quarter there against uh, the Cavaliers. So 
Um, definitely some things to continue working on. Definitely some things to, to note, um, but not uh, but nothing that you can't correct. Um, you know, stuff that we're still learning about this team. Cleveland ends up shooting 51.2% for the game, 10 for 23 from beyond the arc, just 8 of 12 from the foul line. Magic doing a good job keeping them off, off there. Tristan Thompson with 6 of Cleveland's 8 offensive rebounds. He finished with 19.16 rebounds. Chetty Osman also 11 points, 10 rebounds. And George Hill with 22 points on 10 for 12 shooting. Of course, one of those misses, a blocked shot by Nikola Vucevic. The Orlando Magic defeat the Cleveland Cavaliers 102-100 to at the Amway Center. The next in action, Wednesday against the Detroit Pistons. And, you know, the obviously, you know, the next game is a big one. The Pistons are a big game and 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 it's it's it's, it's interesting watching some of these some of these things, some of these uh the, the betting lines especially Orlando was favored I think by three and a half against Cleveland two and a half. They didn't cover. Um but the Magic have been surprisingly favored in a few of these games and you know People do occasionally ask me for daily fantasy advice or for betting advice because, you know, I'm a local expert. I know what I'm talking about. And, you know, if, if you're going to ask me for, for that advice, you know, I got to tell you that, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. I, I, I'm I not someone that likes to gamble. I, I'm intrigued by these things, but I'm not a big gambler myself. Craps is my game. And, and, and it's, it's nerve-wracking holding the dice. But if you like to do, if you like to participate in gambling, if you like to look at the sports wagers, you got to check out my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. These are your best bets this season. They've been in business for years. They have great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. You can lay down some cash and win big today. You know, they have every kind of wagering that you could hope for in game, live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fantasy guys out there, yeah. You can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game for football. Join now and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use promo code ENTER locked on to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code ENTER locked on when creating your account to claim the bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. One more public service announcement, though, before we move on to the kind of overarching theme that I want to get to. Um, yeah, there there is, you know, this, I'm going to tangentially tie this in. Amendment 3 is on the ballot this year. It's a measure that uh, that would require of uh, if, if casinos ever decided to move into Florida, if a community ever decided to welcome a casino, it would require a statewide vote on the measure. Um, you know, I would highly suggest you read up on it. There is some misinformation out there on both sides, actually on what this amendment does and, and what this amendment doesn't do. Um, and, and, and I would always encourage people to, when it comes to these matters, to be informed and, and to make an informed decision. After all, this is your constitution. You get to decide what's in it and it takes a 60% majority to enact these uh, ballot initiatives into our Florida constitution. But you don't get a say in these matters unless you show up to the polls. November 6, today, 2018, it's the day of the midterm elections. And I would be remiss if I did not use this bully pulpit that I have to encourage you to go out and vote. If you didn't, if you're not one of the very many people who early voted here in the state of Florida or elsewhere in the country, wherever you may be listening within the United States, go vote today. It doesn't matter to me who you vote for. I have my preference. 
I'm sure you have your preference. But the act of voting is vital to our democracy. We cannot be a government of the people, by the people, for the people, if the people do not exercise their voice and their vote. And so as I do every election day, I encourage you, if you have not done so already, if you have not already voted, go vote. Check with your, check with your local newspaper, check with your uh, local uh, uh, supervisor of elections. Look at, look at a sample ballot before you go to the polls. Don't just go in there blindly. Do some research. Understand the issues. Maybe it's a little late. It's not, but it's not too late to, to do any of this. Be an informed citizen today and vote. It is the most basic thing you can do for your country. Now, I, I'm not going to criticize someone who decides not to vote for whatever reason. It is, of course, your right. But it is important to vote. There are a number of issues on the Florida ballot alone. Like I said, Amendment 3 dealing with uh, casinos in, in the state of Florida. Amendment 4 is the big one, I think. It is, uh, it is uh, an amendment that will automatically restore voting rights to felons who have served their parole and, and satisfied the conditions of their release from prison. That's not done automatically in this state. And again, I would highly encourage you to read up more on this issue, but I think, I think that one is probably the easiest one on the ballot, in my opinion. To, to vote yes on. And I, 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 I highly suspect and I expect that it will pass. It'll pass that 60% supermajority that it needs uh, to become part of our Florida constitution. But in, at least in Florida, there are a lot of big races too. The, governor, the governor's mansion is up for grabs. And one of the closest elections, honestly, the closest election that I can remember for a Florida governor. Florida Sen a Florida Senate seat is up for grabs between the incumbent... Uh, Bill Nelson and our former governor, Rick Scott, who's been termed out. Again, read up on the issues. Understand who these people are, who these candidates are, and what they're promising or what they're hoping to accomplish in office. And then show up at the polls and vote. Again, check with your supervisor of elections office um, to learn more about where you need to vote, where what you need to bring and what you need to do to fill out your ballot. So again, on this day, November 6, 2018, the day of the midterm election, I highly, highly, highly encourage you to go out and vote. Thank you. This has been a public service announcement from Locked On Magic. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but really the first words you want to say are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And trust me, as someone named Jake, that is a fact. That's the phrase that will help you feel good knowing that you have people who could help you find the right coverage for the things you want to protect. Insurance doesn't need to be complicated with a State Farm agent. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits you because your situation is unique. And State Farm is there to help you feel supported with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. 
And when you need ways to get help, don't yell or be angry because State Farm gives you options there too, in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com or their award-winning app. State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, back to the Orlando Magic. I, voting is important to me, so I, I I do get on my soapbox a little bit for that. Um, but this game was a bit strange to watch for longtime Magic fans. You know, as, as the comeback was happening, I, I half joked to myself. I don't. I think I posted it on Twitter too. The Magic owe the Cavs one of these games. You all, you all may remember the Magic were up four with, I think it was 15, 20 seconds left with the ball against Cleveland on the road. The win projection, win uh, probability site in predictable had the Magic with a 99% chance of winning the game. Like Harry said, so you're saying there's a chance. The Cavaliers were able to uh, get steal the inbound pass, get a four-point play, and tie and eventually win that game in overtime. And it's one of the most crushing and searing defeats in a long line of defeats over the last six years. That one sticks with you. That one still stings. And yet, somehow the Magic pulled it off against Cleveland. That that loss was a symbol for so long of the lack of confidence, the lack of verve, the lack of killer instinct that the Magic would have in these late-game situations. That understanding that, yeah, the other shoe is about to drop at any time. And we've seen it already this year. The Magic giving up an eight-point lead with two and a half minutes to play against the Heat. The Magic struggling to put the Celtics away for for a long time. Giving up a 26-point lead in the fourth quarter, letting it drop down to six against San Antonio just on Sunday night. This is a Magic team that has had, whether Steve Clifford wants to admit it or not, has had a lot of scarring in these tight moments. And you can see and feel them get tight as these games happen. But that's not what happened Monday. No, on Monday, instead of maybe giving up, which I think we can say the Magic have done in the past in these very similar situations, instead of giving in to the despair and perhaps even the inevitability of defeat, the Magic fought back. Not only did they fight back, they went out there and took the game. They made it happen. They won an impossible game. That same site, unpredictable, gave the Cavaliers a 986 percent chance of winning the game after Evan Fournier missed that three. Down five with 
Now, now about 30 seconds to play before Aaron Gordon hit the shot to cut it down to three points. This game was statistically over. Except for that 1.6% chance. The Magic haven't won a game like this in a long time. I used to always marvel at, at the 2008-2009 teams. At the State of Van Gundy era teams. Not at the, their ability to blow out teams. Or to win close games. Or, or any of that stuff. What always impressed me about those teams was their ability to find a way. They didn't have to have their best stuff to win. They could beat you with their C-level stuff. And that's what a good team does. They just find a way to win. They find a way, as I would always pull it, say, they pull a game out of their you-know-where. Just didn't just, maybe didn't play the best, didn't always deserve to win. But they find a way. This team is not that team. This Magic team is not that team. Any other opponent, except for this Cleveland Cavaliers team, and yeah, there's going to be some problems. Let's not get too carried away. But the Magic still did something on Monday night and did something important. Even against this kind of opponent, they found a way to win. And you could hear it as guys were talking in the locker room. There was a little bit of swagger. There's confidence. There was belief again that, yeah, we can pull these out. We can play a garbage third quarter. But if we keep fighting, if we keep clawing, if we keep scratching till the final buzzer, till it's all over, We can still win. We can still experience success. If we make the plays, if we execute, it doesn't matter what the deficit is. We can cut into it and win. That belief, that belief is powerful. And that belief has been missing for the Magic for the last six years. We could say it, see it when the Magic were 8-4. and four. You know, I heard guys talking about the 19-13 and 13 start two years ago when they absolutely collapsed. And it happened again. Now, getting past that is still a problem, of course. Momentum is the next game's pitcher. You know, Steve Clifford, I think, said before the game that he was very interested to see how the Magic would respond to their win against San Antonio. And the start of the game was the perfect response. The end of the game was the perfect response, too. That they weren't going to give up on this one. That they still believed they had a chance, even with the odds completely against them. And they got rewarded for that belief. And that belief now breeds confidence. That, hey, we can do this. This is how we do it. It's experience now, too. Of course, momentum is the next day's pitcher. The Pistons are a very good team, a very difficult challenge. They won't be easy to defeat. And very quickly, as the Magic have seen, confidence can build itself up very quickly. And it can crumble very quickly. So they have to continue buying in and learning and growing. But Monday, for whatever it was, Monday was a good day for the Orlando Magic. Monday was a game they could be very proud of. 
very happy with, very satisfied with. Because maybe they didn't deserve to win that game. But simply, they found a way. And now here they are sitting on the other side, making another team figure out, how did we lose that game? And that's the feeling you want to feel. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at Locked on Magic and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at philiprr_omd, And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. I'll be back again tomorrow with another episode of Locked on Magic. But until then, for Orlando Magic Daily, I'm Philip Rossman-Reich. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.